From the wheat fields of the thumb to the cherry trees on the third coast, Michigan grows more than 300 different foods and products that we all enjoy every day. We're on a mission to find every local restaurant, manufacturer, and food company sourcing their ingredients right here in the mitten. And in the process, bridge the gap between the farm and your fork. We want to introduce you to all things Michigan agriculture and food. This is Michigan AF. Welcome to the Michigan Agriculture and Food Podcast. I'm your host, Noelle Nockreiner. Supporting local farmers, food, and businesses is what we do best at Michigan Grown, Michigan Great. And today I am joined by someone who's also doing just that. Joe Verbecki owns Superior Street Mercantile in Elbion, Michigan. The Mercantile is an independent market that provides the community with locally sourced produce and Michigan brands. Welcome to our podcast, Joe. Thanks for having me. So let's start by learning a little bit more about you and your background. I understand you're a former music teacher. Can you tell us about that? <laughs> sure. Um, so um, one of our, one of our, I'm an Albion College graduate and um, the store is obviously in Albion, but um, uh, you know, one of their taglines when we were students were liberal arts at work. And it just sort of prepares you for almost anything, you know, any opportunity that, that, that life hands you. Um, so while being a music major and starting out teaching, um, I taught in the Jackson area and then, um, did a stint out in Colorado while my wife did her music, um, or while, while she did her master's degree out there. And then we came home and, um, St. Clair Shores was my, um, was my last teaching job. Um, my father-in-law who is sort of a, a business partner, I suppose, if you want to call him, um, that, um, encouraged us to, um, after I taught for about 11 years, um, as a band director, um, uh, encouraged us to go into business. Um, and that happened in the form of a small, um, frozen yogurt franchise in the Metro Detroit area. And, um, I'm just eternally thankful for that experience. Um, I mean, we didn't, we didn't tear the cover off the ball by any means, uh, you know, and, and make boatloads of money at it. However, um, it was a successful business and what it probably was more effective at doing for my wife and I, um, it was sort of like, um, uh, it was sort of like an MBA in small business, if you will. I mean, you know, so we, we realized that we weren't, you know, probably going to hit our sales targets right away. And we really had to bootstrap that thing and, um, and find all different sort of ways to, work with the community and get people in the door. And, you know, we believed in our product a lot like Mercantile here. You know, we believe very strongly in the offerings that we have. Um, and uh, so anyway, so we did that for five years and um, decided to move back to my wife's hometown, which is Albion. Um, and uh, we thought we were going to get more involved with um, the manufacturing business that um, her family owns, Castor Concepts here in town. Um, and really it sort of became, well, what if, what if Joe helps out with some real estate stuff? And then it became, what if Joe gets his real estate license? I was like, oh my gosh, this is a, this is a definite turn from having a music degree. Um, but um, I've done so. And so um, much of my job is, is managing rental apartments here in town and commercial spaces. And um, Bill had made a partnership with a, another um, Albion College graduate to build out the Superior Street Mercantile. And so I did so with a lot of our contractor partners. 
um, that uh, do rehabs on our apartments um, here in town. And, um, you know, eventually as we got closer and closer and closer to, um, to opening the store, I said, geez, who's going to run this thing? You know, we're, we're all going gung ho about opening the doors and getting stuff in, you know, and making um, connections with local farmers and distributors in Michigan and all kinds kind of stuff. It's like, and so I said, you know what, I'm going to go ahead and raise my hand to do this. Um, Cause you know, after you sort of open up your own business, and I'm sure a lot of your listeners would agree with this, that you just sort of, you know, you get used to jumping and, and sort of sewing your parachute on the way down, if you will. Um, and so, so I said, you know what, somebody's got to do this. So I'm, I'm going to do it and I'm going to do the best I can. And so we, um, so we, you know, we started just really listening to what people wanted, um, in, in the community. And, um, in some cases we're there and in some cases we're not there yet. Um, but, uh, you know, six months in we're we're really pleased with, with how it's going. We're pleased with, uh, the feedback that we've gotten in the store. Um, so, so yeah, definitely a, um, definitely sort of a roundabout way, uh, to, to get here. Um, but I'm, I'm thrilled with what we've got so far. That's great. I mean, that's definitely, I've always heard the phrase start before you're ready. Right. And so I think that that's, that's kind of totally. a great definition of what you're doing. That's awesome. So tell us more about, uh, about Superior Street Mercantile and <clears throat> excuse me, when, you know, when did the market open its doors? You said about six months and just tell me about it, it coming to, to life. You bet. So, um, it was formerly a liquor store right downtown Albion. Um, not necessarily a, um, a family friendly, savory place, if you will. Um, and I'm probably going to get the date wrong, but I think about five years ago, um, so that would put us at what, 2017 ish, um, the hotel, um, some partners of Albion college convinced courtyard Marriott to build a courtyard Marriott downtown Albion. And they got the investors around. And um, I think it's one of the only courtyard Marriott's that's not on a freeway or a highway. Um, and um, so they built this beautiful um, $10 million plus hotel right smack downtown Albion. And we still had this sort of yucky liquor store across the street. Um, and so a couple of investors said, you know what? Uh, that that doesn't match what we're trying to do down here. And so um, as, as I kind of like to say it, they sort of put their money where their mouth is and they sort of paid a ransom to, to uproot that business. And along came along with it came the liquor license. And I think while they tried to figure out, you know, in 2018, I don't know when they made the purchase agreement, but um, over 2019 and 2020, I don't think they really, knew what to do with the space. They knew they had the liquor license um, and we knew we had a food desert issue um, in town, um, especially downtown and in the Southern part of town um, away from the grocery store that's closer to I-94. And um, so then, then it really became time to say, oh my gosh, we, we really got to do something because otherwise we're going to lose the, the liquor license. And we knew that had some value to it um, though. We're not exclusively a liquor store anymore. Um, so we really made a plan to go into action in 21, 2021 and built out the store in about, 
I don't know, it's probably six to nine months. We opened our doors um, New Year's Eve um, 2021 and had a handful of um, had a handful of community members um, come in. Of course, obviously, everybody was putting their foreheads on the windows, you know, as we were getting going. Um, that's kind of what happens in a small town. Um, but uh, and we threw open the doors and people got to buy all kinds of stuff for their New Year's Eve um, celebrations. And in a way we went. That's such a cool story. And especially being able to, you know, really start fresh in the new year, really by opening on New Year's Eve. Uh, so yeah. you you mentioned, you know, you mentioned it being um, a food desert kind of down in that area. And I know that I read about, uh, you know, people having to try travel 25, 30 miles to be able to access food. So how how does this market really address those challenges? Yeah, that, that's a great question. Um, so, I mean, we knew that right away. And so when we were working with the architect to to design this space, um, and actually I need to give them a shout out. So that's Driven Design out of Battle Creek. Um, they had worked with, oh, I think a couple of markets in Battle Creek and small markets and also in downtown Kalamazoo. So they had an idea as to what um, as to what to do, um, you know, where to put a produce section, where to put our, you know, our coolers, how to manage a, a walk-in cooler for storage, um, all, all that kind of stuff. Um, so um, between that and then connecting with a couple of major distributors, um, we hadn't yet gotten the local connection to other farmers yet at that point. Um, but, you know, we said we really need to, um, you know, we really need to focus on, um, you know, a, a good variety of of groceries instead of just, you know, beer, wine and alcohol. Um, because that, you know, while while that's probably going to be a nice offering and we can, you know, offer something different than what's already here in town, um, the town really needs, you know, really needs another source for fresh food. So, um, so we made a, a really strong connection with a produce uh, distributor out of the Metro Detroit area. And so they'll give, they'll bring us fresh fruit, uh, fresh produce three times a week. Um, and uh, we've, you know, the, the grocery distributors, are, you know, they, I mean, they'll offer, I mean, thousands and thousands of goods. So, and many, and one of them sort of specializes in health food. So, um, you know, like uh, gluten-free options, dairy-free options, vegan diets, that sort of stuff, which, you know, is still, even in a, even in a rural area, we're seeing demand for that kind of stuff. Um, and then, you know, once we really started to gain some traffic, um, we had a couple of, a couple of local farmers and my, my wife actually works with the Albion uh, farmers market. And so we made some really good connections there um, and started working with, with local farmers to bring in produce and, um, and fresh meat. And to me, um, that's where we're really starting to hit it off because our, I mean, I don't even know if I would call the major, um, chain in town a, a competitor because they're just so different um but you know we're really trying now to tell our story about you know putting roots in in a rural community that's got lots of ties to um you know local farmers ag growers that sort of thing and um you know trying to be sort of a self-sustaining you know, if we could, if we could source a bunch of our, you know, all, all of our, all of our meat within a hundred mile radius, holy cow, is that a, is that a, 
a fresh take on going and getting groceries, you know? Um, and, and so right now the, the farms that we work with are um, Jake's country meets out of Cassopolis and, um, and Ferry farms out of Litchfield, which is, I mean, that's really close. I think they're probably within maybe 30, 40 miles of us. Um, and their stuff is just awesome. Frankly, I, I wish we could have more of it. We're trying to manage all the different, uh, all of the different, uh, you know, shelves and freezer stuff. And n- none of us are grocery people. So we're really making this up as we go. Um, but again, uh, I think we're building something that people really want to support. Um, and they really want to support those local farmers for the produce. Oh my gosh, I don't know if I can name everybody. Um, a main produce right now is coming from Willow Garden out of Concord, which is literally a stone's throw away, um, probably about eight to 10 miles away. Um, and, and we're noticing that people, especially with those greens and those fresh vegetables that don't have to travel miles and miles and miles to get here, they go, wow, that stuff seems to last really long in my refrigerator, you know, um, which, which is super cool. Cause it's like a sort of added value that you don't think about. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, when you think about the fact that it's probably, you know, coming from the field to your, you know, to your location, I would say probably 24 hours, right? I mean, that's a great turnaround. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So you've really kind of built a a niche of, I know that you you feature a lot of Michigan-based brands in the market. I know, you know, so you have some more well-known companies like Great Great Lakes Chip Company, Cherry Republic, Hudsonville Ice Cream, Bell's. Um, how many local brands do you carry in the market and what are some of the more lesser known, but also really good ones? Yeah. So, um, so every time somebody asks me this, I just look at this and I just sort of marvel at like the amazing offerings that we have in the state. I think we tend to forget about it and almost take it for granted. Um, so a couple of, I'm just sort of looking through, um, so one that that we're really really proud of is Mooville Milk out of Nashville, so it's like a little north of Battle Creek. Um, so you want to talk about getting milk within a couple of days of you know that that's really really cool. Family farm, you know. And I asked him, I think at one point, you know, do you guys want to grow any? And they're like, nope, we're really happy doing what we're doing, um, and they they love supporting um, you know local markets like ours. So that that was a cool. That's a really cool um, um, offering, and, and their milk is A two milk. You know, so people that have trouble with lactose, I think that 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 kind of milk actually um, is is available to them. Uh, you know, they don't have to be be careful with it because the I, I don't know all the science behind it. Um, my wife's bakery downtown Albion, um, Foundry Bakehouse and Deli, they're starting to make more and more stuff for us. Um, some of the really like items that I didn't realize were um, were Michigan items were like. Um, Oh, let's see. Fruit Belt Tonics. They're out of the west side of the state. Brown Dog Creamery. So that's sort of like our hometown haagen if you will. Um, they're in Metro Detroit. That stuff sells really well for us. Love's Ice Cream. We carry that's out of Grand Rapids. They um, we carry a bunch of their vegan options. Those sell really well. Um, Ethel's Brownies um, out of St. Clair Shores. That's a big um, uh, gluten free bakery. Um, and actually I used to, when I taught in Sinclair Shores, um, I used to drive right by their, their bakery. They've, they've since expanded, moved further, um, out of the city a little bit more, but, um, 
yeah, so I, I remember that was like, oh my gosh, Ethel's, that's cool that I get to have that in store. Um, Pop Daddy chips and um, Pop Daddy chips uh, and popcorn, or so I should say pretzels and popcorn um, out of the Metro Detroit area. Uncle Ray's out of Detroit. Um, I think we both talked about um, Fairy Farms and Jake's Country Meats. Some of the distilleries and, and, and breweries, um, Journeyman Distillery, like a personal favorite of mine, way down in the Southwest corner in Three Oaks. Um, Kalamazoo Stillhouse, Grand Traverse Distillery, Northwood Soda and Syrup, New Holland Brewing. I mean, like I could go on and on and on. And I know that I'm forgetting some. It's just, it's really, really cool. Um, so yeah, I mean, we just, it's it's one, it's it's being unique and and having those kind of offerings, but two, it's 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 about supporting and I mean, even if you want to go to you know an environmental standpoint, not having to source this stuff for miles and miles and miles away. You know, I mean, that that's really super, uh, super important to us, you know, that we're again, it's sort of a, a self-sustaining thing, if you will, if we can keep some business in Michigan, so be it. Absolutely. Well, and you mentioned Mooville. I uh, full disclosure, my family, we live about 10 minutes from Mooville. So it is a weekly summer staple in our household. Yeah. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I hear their ice cream is amazing. We haven't we don't have we don't stock their stuff at this point, but. It is. I it's, hear that's amazing too. It's delicious. And the and just going to the farm and going there is such a great experience. So it's a wonderful yeah. place. Super people. Really yes. super cool people. Yeah. So why why is supporting all of these Michigan brands and farmers so important to your business model? Um I I don't know. I mean, like as we've opened up a number of small businesses, we we've realized that it's just so important to to tell the story, you know, like, um, you know, I, I mentioned briefly in my background that my wife and I moved out to Colorado and it was, it was beautiful and, and, and all of that. And we made great friends out there and we were out there for four years. Um, it just wasn't home, you know? And so when we got back here, it just felt right. And now to, you know, to be able to open up a business and, and support, you know, local families by offering jobs, and to be able to support local farms, local farms by offering their products. I mean, to me, it just, it just makes sense. You know, it's just, it's, it's the right thing to do in, in my opinion. Um, yeah. And, and we, you know, we want to continue to do that more and more by offering, you know, samples and, you know, we got some, some sort of light household cooking equipment in, in the store that we can, um, you know, we can make some samples and really start to, um, help people understand what what we offer because you know we're still it's still very much a baby business. Um, another thing that's really, really, really important we're getting close to being able to accept um, SNAP benefits, EBT benefits, which in, in Albion is a really important thing because um, we have a number of people living below the poverty line and, and receiving those benefits. And we are, man, I, I hope we're within thirty days of that. I think we're closing in, which is um, again really cool. I mean, if those, you know if those folks can start to also um, enjoy products from local farmers, I think that's, um, you know, it already happens at the farmer's market. Um, but I, you know, I don't think that stuff happens in, in places where bridge cards and EBT is, are used like at the really big chains and at, you know, like dollar stores and stuff like that. If we could sort of flip that script, um, man, that would be really cool. I agree. That's that's so great. And that will be such a great added benefit once that happens as well. Yeah, so, for sure. 
I know you do a lot of tastings at the market and events and things. Do you have anything coming up that you'd like to share with everyone? Um, I actually, I don't think we have any right now. We're, we're sort of experienced. Like we had one um, last Thursday um, with Middle Coast Beer out of, I think, I think they're out of Traverse City. Um, but um, they, you know, I think with people vacationing right now, we're sort of just, you know, this first time around, what is, what does a year look like in the, in the life of this business? Mm -hmm. um, we had a number of them in the spring and they were huge hits. Um, and so, um, yeah, so we're, we're, we're putting the, all the tastings on hold right now. Maybe we'll make some things in, in, in store, you know, that sort of thing, just to sort of entertain the folks that, that are um, sort of drop in traffic, if you will. But, um, no, but definitely if people want to check us out, the best way to do so is, is through our Facebook page. We're developing our website right now. We're actually looking to um, get online ordering set up by the end of the year, because once that, again, once the snow starts to fly, if, if people can, you know, have us bring their groceries out to their car, that would be, I think that's an added, added benefit. So, um, but yeah, so right now all of our stuff goes up on our Facebook page, um, Superior Street Mercantile. If you search it, I'm sure it'll come up. Awesome. Thank you. Well, what what a great business model and what a great um, just experience to have a small, you know, small market in, in a town like this that can then offer so many great, um, you know, just great products and great foods. So I just from the bottom of my heart and our listeners, thank you for what you're doing to support local farmers and Michigan brands. Yeah. And if you if the listeners are, are in Albion, um, Historic Albion want to catch a concert or catch a, get a, you know, get a burger at the brewery or whatever, um, stop by and say, hi, we'd love to see you. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Joe. And thank you for joining us on the podcast today. Thanks so much. In Michigan, it's estimated that one in eight people face hunger and independent markets like the Superior Street Mercantile address this challenge by providing access to fresh, wholesome food and supporting local farmers and entrepreneurs in the Albion community and across the state. It's really a win-win. Thanks for listening and join us next time when we'll explore more things that are Michigan AF. The Michigan AF Podcast is a project of the Michigan Ag Council and the Michigan Grown, Michigan Great campaign. We are a coalition of farmers and agribusinesses committed to providing the best possible foods and products for our neighbors, communities, and the state we all love. To hear more podcasts and to learn about Michigan's agriculture diverse sector, visit michigangrown.org. Mm -hmm.